Welcome to Sports Movie Minute, podcast Space Jam edition. Podcast where we talk about the movie Space Jam a minute by minute. We are your hosts, Chris and Kayla, and we're back for minute 34. 34, which starts with the end of the Bugs Bunny monologue and... Can say starts with? Yeah, starts with the end of... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's and a ends twist with Bill Murray offering to perform at halftime. Some more quality Bill Murray material. God, he's just, he's great. His he's screen really time great. is not massive in the overall, as a percentage of the overall movie, but every moment he, he has is quality. He does. He makes, fair, so. he makes the best out of it. That's, that's for darn sure. And you know what? I was going to save this until the end because it's one of the more interesting things that I have to discuss on this minute, but I don't think we have done the two people who were going to be cast as Stan. Ooh, I don't think we have. So, so we'll start. At, we always, we, I always want to start at the beginning of the minute because that's the best. But we're going to start in reverse because at the end of this minute, you see Larry and Bill driving off, and it is a little bit sad because Larry says he, you know, he probably just wanted to get away from that Stan character. Yeah, He's yeah. pathetic. Sorry, Larry and Bill say that, um, and I, yeah. Do you know who is meant to be Stan? There are two two actors. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I'll stick with the Seinfeld theme. Was it Jason Alexander? It was not. No. Uh, would I know this actor? Uh, there are two actors, so you know both of them. Um, I will give you. I will give you some hints. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, one fits into the Bill Murray theme. Ah. He kind of is in that. You talk about him in the same kind of conversation, the same kind of cultural zeitgeist. And the other one is wild, like way out there in terms of who they ended up with for Stan versus um, this person. This person, we'll call him a t- actually, yeah, probably a teenage heartthrob of the 80s. Uh, is one John Candy? No, but that's a good guess. Uh, a teenage heartthrob of the 80s. You only get, I'm going to give you two guesses for this one because you don't want to play this game the entire time. Well, like Breakfast Club or something? Or something, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're in the right vein. You're not quite there, but you're close. Uh, no idea. Let's guess and say, I don't know, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> That's random. I told you I'd give you two guesses. No, that was far off. Go back. Go more back towards the Breakfast Club. Uh... Wow, um, I have no idea. Charlie Chain. That is so 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 close. Oh really? It's not him. Um, so the two people who were considered for Stan were um, Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's he's in the conversation with Bill Murray, John Candy, yeah. Steve Martin. He's around. He's there or thereabouts. Yeah, we're digging in the right areas. Yeah. And then the other one was Michael J. Fox. Wow. Isn't that ridiculous? It's a completely different movie. Exactly. It's a totally different movie. Uh, it doesn't work, yeah. I don't think it works either. No. He just... Michael J. Fox is too... Because it's obviously after Back to the Future and all of his like cool movies. Yeah, he's, he's not believable he's, dorky enough. He's too cool. Yeah. 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 No one's going to buy it. And Chevy Chase is, is just too... He's like Bill Murray. He's too charismatic. He kind of yeah. steals a little bit too much from 
He would steal a little bit too much from Michael Jordan. Yeah. Whereas um, Wayne Knight is like he's played that role before. He's not a – that's just kind of the role that he plays constantly. Yeah, he plays second fiddle yeah. quite regularly. So he's, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, that's how he acts. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Michael J. Fox and Chevy Chase don't play second fiddle. No, correct. Yeah, they're stars. But it makes it makes sense. Um, and actually, the other thing that I'll say on this just quickly is because they actually they actually had a really hard time casting the non basketball roles. Really? So apparently, they had quite an easy time getting the basketball players and the like in there. But no one wanted to work with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. They didn't think that it was going to be good or easy. So they had wow. a hard time. Yeah, getting people getting people involved. Uh, interesting. However, with Michael J. Fox and Chevy Chase, they, that was the studio. They just didn't think that it was the right fit, which to be honest, it wasn't and good for them. They knew. I made the right call. Yeah. I'd like to say. Um, okay. That was my fun fact. The other things are just, let's be honest, the rest is just gossip. So Mm. (laughs) you can, you can take it. Well, we have some more quality, uh, Larry Bird. We'll get some quality Larry Bird, um, Bill Murray interaction at the end of the minute. So good. Larry gets to show off more of his acting skills. So, <laughs> well, I tried to figure out, has Larry Bird actually been in anything else? Um, so, apparently this is the mid-90s was his peak in his acting career. Of course. Have you seen the movie Celtic Pride? I've never even heard of that movie. It's a Judd Apatow movie. Like a, like a, not a documentary. No, it's a movie. Um so it stars uh, Daniel Stern and, and Dan Aykroyd. So you know Dan Aykroyd. Daniel Stern. Yes. I don't know Daniel Stern. I just assumed that you mixed up David. Uh, no, no. <laughs> so they're two, uh, two passionate Boston Celtics fans. Um, so it's a movie about the Celtics and basketball and then Larry Bird features again as, in, as himself. As himself. That's so interesting. I wonder. So, because obviously, relatively recently, um, Uncut Gems came out, mm-hmm. which is obviously has Garnett in it. How many? I can't think of movies many, where they play themselves. Where they play themselves. Um, and it's like it's centered on that, though. Like, I mean, there's obviously cameos and stuff, but obviously, because I'm thinking like LeBron James was in uh, Trainwreck. Never seen Trainwreck, but you know that I don't really like LeBron. No, um, but that was not a probably less of a part than Larry Bird, I guess. Um, in Space Jam, um, I don't know. I can't think of much off the top of my head. It's mm. more like be like a thirty second cameo. If, well, if, especially with well, but with basketball, because like, you can think of a whole bunch of baseball, right? Like mm. with the Yankees and the Red Sox and even the Angels. Mm. But I can't think of very many for basketball where players play themselves and the movie is quite largely about the team. Mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's in um, Scrubs. That's great. Yeah, you're watching too much. So yeah, that is really I'm not watching Scrubs in ages. Yeah, I just actually remember. I think that that's really, that's quite funny. What is Easy, the, his acting is pretty good in there as well. It actually think. is pretty good. What's the show... Where that he's in and he is like trapped and he's giving notes to the person being like, I'm, I'm here against my will. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, I need to do some, some quick Googling because that's actually incredibly bothersome to me. It's pretty funny. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yes, I'm going to, I'll watch Celtics Pride. Uh, the other notable one is Blue Chips, where he plays himself. What's that about? I haven't seen Blue Chips, but it's a basketball movie. It's got um, Shaq in it. Yeah, so... He obviously did so well with Kazam. <laughs> That's not true at all. Um, <clears throat> apparently he plays, I'm looking at his acting credits, uh, a coffee shop owner in Santa Smokes in 2004. So God only knows what the hell that is. Okay, well, here's the problem with um, me trying to find Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's movie is that his IMDb is incomplete. It doesn't even have scrubs in it. There you go. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Disappointed. Lacking some accurate information there. Yeah. Um, I'm upset. Uh, some great. <laughs> I, I must say, I really enjoy the um, the line where Bill's like, "I'm going to give us both a two on that." Yeah. Oh, because yeah. we were, <laughs> we were in, in an emotional, emotional state, state. <laughs> to part. <laughs> yeah, no, that was genius. I loved it. I loved <laughs> every second of that. Great I, delivery. Yeah. It was. Yeah, people like Bill Murray, I get incredibly jealous of because because of his delivery. I'm like, that's actually not that witty. It's just because how he delivers it. Yeah. It's because of who you are as a human. I find it to be just yeah, it's just a lot funnier than if somebody else would have said the same thing. Like had Larry Bird said that, you would yeah, have be been like, like okay. All right. Larry, that's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating, Larry. Yeah, but with Jimmy, not Jimmy. God, why did I say Jimmy? But with Bill, you're just like, okay, that makes that makes sense. You do that. Larry wouldn't cheat at anything, right? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Never, ever in a million years. He's a good um a good Indianan? Is that what they'd be called? The American? I don't know. And in, in, yeah, Indianan feels right, because it wouldn't be an Indian night. Something like that. Yeah, we're gonna go with Indiana. That's that's the final final answer. Um, okay, well let's. Sorry, did you have anything else on Larry and Bill? Uh, no, you go go ahead. I was just gonna bring it back to the beginning of the minute because we've just completely skipped over. We focus. Bill Murray's so good in this movie. He's such a scene stealer. That's just immediately what you want to go to. Um, I have two comments about Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. which are number one. He has a really good series of insults about the nerd lux. Oh, he just gets on a roll, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. But he calls them humor challenged. And you know that I think that Bupkis is incredibly funny. So that's just inaccurate, Bugs Bunny. I don't appreciate that. Um, But my favorite insult that he says is to Michael Jordan. In this minute. In this minute. So first of all, what I love about Michael Jordan this minute is that Bugs Bunny goes on this incredible monologue and Michael Jordan doesn't ask any questions. No, he's, he's just, just like, watching. Yeah. And at the end of it, because Bugs Bunny screams, we need your help. And Michael Jordan goes, huh, but I'm a baseball player. There's no questions. There's no arguments. There's no, I'm sorry. Can you please repeat any at all of what you were saying? He just says, I'm a baseball player now. <laughs> and this is the, the top insult was when is Bug says, oh, yes, and I'm a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> and you're just like, that is 
So savage. <laughs> um, well, interesting because he does the whole Hamlet impression um, stemming from that line when he's insulting Michael Jordan. Um, you Googled that, didn't you? Googled Hamlet or? <laughs> Googled where the, the skull in Shakespeare. Uh, no, I Googled Shakespeare. I'm like, who is this Shakespeare that uh, Bugs Bunny is talking about? Have you read anything by Shakespeare? Uh, that was a joke. Um, I, I, I know you know Shakespeare, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just wondering if you've ever read anything by Shakespeare. Uh, we had to read um, A Midsummer Night's Dream at school, which I did not enjoy. Why not? I just didn't find it very interesting. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, maybe because at the time I was, I don't know, 14, 15, so maybe I'd find it more interesting if I read it now. I think, I mean, you know this, I, there's one of, I know, firstly, I stumble all over my words before I decide what i got to say first. Firstly, I know that there's controversy about William Shakespeare and whether he actually wrote all the things that he wrote, hmm. but let's put that to the side for a minute. He's written one of the funniest pieces that I've ever read. So we all know that the funniest thing I've ever read was mm. The Confederacy of Dunces by John Henry mm-hmm. O'Toole. But one of the other ones is Much Ado About Nothing that Shakespeare wrote. And I read that play. It's on my bookshelf. It's one of the only books I keep on my bookshelf instead of in the closet. Oh, wow. I've got a very clean bookshelf. For those of you who've never been to my home, I only maybe keep it's, it's more for aesthetics, let's be honest. Yeah, there's then, an orange slash red section and a more of a white section. Yeah, and then a tiny little pink section. But then all my other books I keep in the closet because, honestly, like I said, because this shelf is for aesthetics, there's no place to actually put books. No. <laughs> you can't lean them against anything. You're kidding, yeah. Um, but I keep that, I keep much ado about nothing out because it's one of the best. Um, but I have decided, in retrospect, that enjoying Shakespeare is actually incredibly centered on how well your teacher does explaining to you why it's good. Mm. Like, I think that that's quite tricky to accomplish. Well, I obviously didn't have good teachers at the well, time. Well, firstly, you know that the into- everything he's ever written is an iambic pentameter? I do not. Do you know what iambic pentameter is? I do not. Okay. Well, yeah, I worry for what was being taught to you in high school. Yeah, uh, yeah, Western Sydney. Okay, so I am a pentameter. I can't remember exactly what the um, the number of syllables is, but there's like a number of syllables per line that you get, and it's all emphasis, non-emphasis, emphasis, non-emphasis with syllables. Interesting. Yeah. So all of it apparently is written in iambic pentameter. Wow. Did mm. not know. Yeah. Incredible. You could be an English teacher. Incredible. But like even some of the insults that he has in there, like if you, oh God, I wish I could. I'm trying to think of one of my favorite lines from Much Ado About Nothing. Um, They're so witty. Which movie was um, made as a modern day version of that? Remind me again. No. Not Much Ado About Nothing, no. Really? Really. Interesting. And if they ever do, I'll scream. (laughs) Because they'll ruin it? (laughs) Yeah. It's just so. I feel like at this point they've made a um, a movie about, or like a modern take on every Shakespeare play. They've like done most Taming of Taming of the Shrew and... Emma. Uh, so Emma. Emma. Um, yeah. Where's Midsummer Night's Dream? The only Shakespeare play you've read. Uh, well, yeah, it's obviously not adaptable enough for a movie. 
Well, but then there are some that they, like Romeo and Juliet, they just keep remaking Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. Anyway, but that's that's how I feel about Shakespeare in general. Well, I was looking at um, Looney Tunes and Hamlet, and there is a 1948 Looney Tunes short um, which uh, goes into Hamlet as well. Did you know that? I did not, but I, I never read Hamlet, so I have to say I'm not that interested in it in general. So it basically its gags rely on literal interpretations of lines from Hamlet, Julius Caesar, Richard III, and Romeo and Juliet. Oh, how good. Featuring a, this is a hard word, anthro- Anthropomorphic. Yes. Anthropomorphic dog um, is tired of appearing in cartoons and goes home to study the works of Shakespeare. That's how it begins. Do you know what anthropomorphic means? Uh, Is it tired? You say tired? Did I? I, I'm asking what you said. (laughs) No, I don't know. You you mumbled. Yeah, I did. I did. It it means like, like a human. They make them more like, like. Oh, right, they okay. give them characteristics of a human. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hence why he's able to get stuck into the Shakespeare. It, well, exactly. Because if he was just a dog, couldn't do that. Mm. Standing on its hind legs as well, which I feel like dogs can only do for a couple of seconds before, like, losing balance or getting tired or whatever. Mm, teach the dog, I guess. To stand. On its hind legs. Well, their legs are their hind legs aren't designed for them. Just uh, maybe. I only I only say that because there's a there's a video that I've seen of a little of a tiny dog who's missing its two front legs, and it walks on its two hind legs. Oh, yeah, it's weird. Like it, it more bounces than walks, if that makes sense. And yeah. it does like rest on its kind of chest shoulder area. Interesting. Sometimes, but yeah, so you can, I guess. I did not know. Mm, yeah, I know. I'm full of fun facts. Um, and then my last point is because Bugs Bunny screams in this minute, and you see his whole mouth on the inside. For uh, so many years, I thought that your uvula, no. yeah, the, the little, little dangly fluffy, thing, dangly yeah, bit, yeah. I called that my tonsils. Uh. Yeah, and I, oh, I still to this day sometimes have to look up what a uvula is. Because I forget. Do you ever get tonsillitis? Um, I still do, to be honest. I so I snore a lot and real loud, and <laughs> no, for real. Like ask anyone. Well, anyone who would know. And is, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we've like we've gone places together. Yeah, I snore a lot and I snore quite loud. Um, and also, when I was a kid, I was tired all the time and it's because my tonsils and i had strep throat all the time when i was a kid it's because my tonsils are huge so like they block pretty much my entire airway never got considered getting them taken out i never had health insurance when i was a kid um i've considered it now that i'm an adult but now i'm also like "Eh, what's the point yeah because i used to get strep throat a lot because my brother-in-law used to get it a lot right now no one i know ever has strep throat so i don't get strep throat oh that's good yeah I used to have it all the time. That bastard of a brother-in-law. <laughs> no, we actually still get along. <laughs> but you made me sick. Well, that's because you don't get strep throat. Because okay. you live in a different country. Precisely. Um, 
Right, tonsils. Did I have anything else I wanted to bring up? I do enjoy the... Um, you know what I like about hosting a podcast with you? What? It's all very... Um, you know, it's not like it's not like radio. There's a lot of work that goes into like you thinking through things. You think about them actually, like as you go through. Like, oh, well, so I... What else did I want to talk about? Uh, let me read my notes. Uh, yeah, that's just thinking. Is that, was that a sarcastic like? I think I just think it's funny. <laughs> I just think it's funny. You know what? I've deci- I decided recently that if there's something about someone that you don't, it's not that you hate it, but you definitely don't love it. If you say that you like it enough times, you do. You start to like it. <laughs> Uh, right, I don't know how I feel about that whole sequence then. You'll, you know, you'll see. Start out with your housemate. Um, you'll get somewhere. Right. Well, as my pre-prepared notes tell me, uh, what I also did enjoy about this minute was the upwards shot back onto Stan coming out of the hole and like zooms in. You on mean his... Stan looking into the hole? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Stan looking into the hole and it's shot. Uh, like a low angle shot back looking up him and then it kind of zooms in on his like shocked face. <laughs> I don't think he's actually shocked. He just looks concerned. Concerned, curious. Michael, you have a game tomorrow. Yeah. Get again to the game. See, with this also, I said in the last minute that I thought that like the, the holes in golf courses were never ending. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is part of the reason because You've been fooled by a cartoon. I have. I was definitely fooled by a cartoon. That's for sure. Um, But, yeah, I didn't have anything else um, I wanted to bring up. Neither neither did I. I'm I'm pretty good. Um, Well, maybe it's time to hit it then. Quote time? I think we should. Let's hit the road, Jack. Excellent. Uh, we're, we're backing from a, a couple of 30, 40 minute episodes. So a couple of, uh, short, sharp ones to get you through the early part of the week, hopefully. Mm. Uh, okay. Today, today, tonight, tonight, evening, uh, let's go, let's go to another sport and, uh, take a quote from, uh, American tennis legend, John McEnroe. You look at a guy like Michael Jordan. I can't believe there will be other basketball players like him.